0: The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. They're tangling in the back of the pack. Kyle
1: Bush won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning
0: champion. It's the iRacer's download.
2: Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly
1: spins it around. Who's it going to be? Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else?
0: Where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing.
1: iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think
2: that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with
1: iRacing.
0: Presented by Crosley. Amplify your style. Here are your hosts, Taylor Burris
1: and Justin Prince. Welcome to another episode of the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. I'm your host, Taylor Burris. Alongside me is my co-host, my partner in crime, Justin Prince, with our producer, Richard Colbreth. And Justin, we have a very special guest joining us here to talk a little bit about a special relationship that two wonderful companies have. Of course, we're talking iRacing and the Skip Barber Racing School. He's part of the marketing team. Bobby Krug joins us here today and Justin, this is a really great opportunity, especially with what Skip Barber and iRacing are doing with their Formula 4 series that has been going on for the past several weeks.
2: Absolutely, and it's been fun to see the action as well as see that growth when it comes to Skip Barber Racing School and their connections to iRacing. And I think it's very fitting, too, that you also have someone like Bobby involved in Skip Barber Racing School, who has a lot of experience in the sim racing side himself, racing in some various series a few years ago as recently before moving towards Skip Barber Racing School, and it's great to see that bridge maintain itself between virtual to reality when it comes to that side to Taylor.
1: It certainly is. So let's go ahead and welcome Bobby Krug. Bobby, first and foremost, thank you for taking the time here to join us on the iRacers download. To get started, explain to some of our listeners who may be new to certain things when it comes to the Skip Barber Racing School, what it's all about, and how did you get involved with this amazing school?
0: Well, first off, I just want to thank you guys for having me here. Uh, super cool to be here. And then really moving on to about what Skip Barber Racing School is. Uh, it's currently in its third ownership. And originally, Skip Barber was founded in 1975 by the man Skip Barber. And he started the racing school with two borrowed race cars under the principle that racing like other sports like baseball, football, you could teach somebody how to do it. So. Uh, fast forward to the current iteration, we are expanding and growing and outstanding rates. And this iRacing series that we have going on is just one of many things that we have going on. Trying to get people into the sport of actually racing full-size vehicles. You know, we think of iRacers, you think of go-kart racers. There's a lot of different ponds that you can pull from to try to find the next... You know we look at our alumni that we've had you know the next aj allmendinger the next juan pablo montoya marco andretti just all these legends in the sport and no better place to find it than iRacing. racing and like justin alluded to when i first got connected with skip barber i was at a auto show in st louis and i saw a little contest they were putting on if you put the fastest lap down In the old Skip Barber 2000 car around the road course at Gateway, you got a three-day racing school. Second and third place got a one-day school, and I went and did that. And didn't get the ultimate prize of the three-day school, but I did get a one-day. And that kind of got my foot in the door to do more opportunities and uh, eventually got the job opportunity to be uh, doing a lot of the media and marketing side. Uh, with Skip Barber. So the combination of actually doing that and still racing with Skip Barber being in the formula car, I can attest to like what a lot of these guys are gonna end up getting the chance to do going from the sim to the real life series. So we, you know, we're it's between everything we got going on and then obviously our real programs that we have going on with our Mustang GTs, our Formula 4 cars, very similar to the cars that we utilize on the iRacing series. Uh, stage three Roush Mustangs. I mean, we, we have a lot of cars. Our, our touring car series is about to start back up in Honda Civics. So we have a lot of stuff going on. I'm a very busy guy behind the scenes here at Skip Barber.
1: You certainly are. And it's so incredible to see the partnership that iRacing and Skip Barber has. In fact, Skip Barber is one of the original car choices as well as schools to work with iRacing, especially ever since the inception of the Skip Barber Formula 2000, which has been part of iRacing for for as long as any of us can remember and of course that partnership continued to grow with the new Formula 4 car that has been recently added to the iRacing service. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how that partnership with iRacing and the Skip Barber Racing School has continued to grow over the past decade.
0: I mean, they're just an awesome group to work with. You it's 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 awesome to see when we are actually boots on the ground at these events that we host with our with our racing schools, with our driving academies, uh, even some of the race team stuff, when people come in and they we're going to Lime Rock and it's like, well, their students, they they say they've got experience of the racetrack, but they've never been there before and they talk about how much they've done on iRacing. So, you know, you really can't it feels like iRacing and Skip Barber really go hand in hand. But yeah, they've been an awesome uh partner of ours for a long period of time, as you mentioned, with the original iteration of the Skip Barber formula car and now Bringing on the uh, iRacing Formula IR04, their equivalent to uh, our Skip Barber Formula car, so it's that that addition to the to the platform of iRacing, and then partnered with our uh, latest uh, race series, the Formula iRacing series that we're hosting. Uh, it's it's bigger and better than it has ever been, and it's really exciting. Just and, and going back to where I started from, I mean, I I came to Skip Barber through the iRacing contest that I did and so to go full circle and now be working hand in hand with iRacing and to be able to put on this this program has been really cool so they're they're definitely one of my personal favorite partners that we have going on at Skip Arbor
2: you mentioned the connection with that partnership how did the series concept come to be to decide okay we've been partners and having these cars on the service for a while let's start a series and in turn it seems some of the top droppers across the service when it comes to road course racing have come to participate.
0: Yeah, so we've been we've been true proponents of sim racers. We believe that you can go from the simulator and take those skills learned and put it to use in real life. And we've seen that done many times. I've personally done it myself, and we've we've had an, an e-series going on in prior. And so once iRacing decided to bring The iRacing formula IR04 to the platform and we just realized how perfect match made in heaven that was compared to our vehicle that we race in real life that's kind of what really set the tone and was just okay well we obviously have to do it and then you look at their awesome laser scanned racetracks that they have all six tracks that we go to in the iRacing series are tracks that we actually visit with our programs and or with our, our real life race series this year. So it it just was so obvious and it made so much sense. And it's really cool, especially for me to see a lot of these guys that are competing on the weekly basis that I'm just so excited to see how they're gonna do when they get to the real car. And the crazy thing is, is the, the prize pool, prize package for this series is over $500,000 worth of whether that be, uh, racing series credits, race school credits. It's, it's going to be awesome to see what these guys can do when they get to the real car.
2: And that's the main thing I think a lot of people who may be looking outside in don't realize is that opportunity is on the line to run the full campaign. Who are some of the top drivers you've noticed based on how you've seen the season play out so far and a lot of the intense battles in turn that seem to have broken out at some of the racetracks?
0: You know, I don't want to take the easy way out on that answer, but it's impressive to me to see who can even make the top 20 on a weekly basis. But some of the guys that come to mind immediately, you know, Mikel Gada is obviously very impressive. Elvis Rankin, Deacon Fairclough. I mean, there's just so many really talented guys, and that's not even scratching the surface, that are running this series on a regular basis. I mean, i trying to put myself in their shoes. I can't imagine the challenge it is to be – that perfect behind the wheel to get into the top 20. And then you've got to go out there and actually race it. And like you guys mentioned at at the start of the show, these guys are putting down absolute barn burners of shows. It's, It's absolutely incredible to see the performance and the entertainment that these guys are putting on for us. So it's been really cool to see. And now we're on the second half of the schedule. Obviously the points are getting a little bit tighter, but a lot of people don't realize too is even if they're just now hearing about this skip barber formula i racing series there's still opportunities to get your claim of the prize package so we actually do if you put down the most attempted laps for our qualifier every week you get a one day racing school so you don't even have to put yourself into the top 20 to still win some of the prize packages so i'm just very excited you know i Every week, I'm glued to my screen, whether it's, you know, I'm actually doing something operational-wise, working at the time, or if I'm just being a spectator that weekend. It's, it's been really impressive to see how just talented these guys are. And we've seen very successful people in our virtual series, like I think of Johnny Gindy, for example, that has then gone on in the same year that he won the scholarship from the E-Series go on to win the real life series and so he's done that 2 years in a row now so i think we're going to get another guy like Johnny that's going to go very successful in the virtual series and transfer over really well in the uh, real life formula race series this year. You mentioned as
2: well getting your first opportunity with Skip Barber with that virtual connection as well. People may not realize this on top of having a big part of the Skip Barber racing school You race on the track itself, your rookie season was last campaign where you stood on the podium at three different racetracks and planned to run the full campaign. How's that balance to try and make sure you help market the series while also trying to fight for victories in said series?
0: It's interesting, man, and it's crazy, too, because I think some of that comes from my karting background uh i i did a lot of kart racing in st louis and so you get off the track and you're friends with everybody but then you put the helmet on and then it's time to just kind of worry about yourself and i think that's kind of what i've i've been doing in the in the formula car as well um it's it's been a challenge for sure and it's it's one of those interesting things too where you never know what could happen so you're you're doing social media posts as skip barber but then you have to you know you either have to knock on yourself for maybe not having a good performance or you're boasting yourself like oh look he got on the podium so it's it's been fun but i I think it's a it's a very possible thing to do i think um for a lot of guys that want to get into racing and and Obviously being very successful on a platform like iRacing or karting is very important but you have to have a secondary plan. So my secondary plan was always marketing and that's what I've always kind of carried true to my heart. And then while doing all of the marketing for Skip Barber, I'm also doing a lot of the marketing for myself, making making vlogs of the series and then it ends up being promoting the series and I was doing that before I even got hired on. So all of that stuff added up and gave me the opportunity to take the marketing manager position at Skip Barber Racing School. So that's that's kind of how all those dots connect but it's a it's a definitely an interesting race weekend for me it's there's no downtime
2: <laughs> indeed and you mentioned some of the background too we mentioned as well with the iRacing side you used to run for example in stocker racing one driver that came to mind scott McClendon, if you remember for the rsr competitions cool. ran as well with, at World worldwide technology raceway where he had that connection there to working at that facility he it's incredible to see that growth in connection to what that with the greater st louis community that's spread in turn to the big picture it seems
0: yeah it's absolutely just phenomenal and it's it's crazy to me because when i did that i racing contest back when i got hired by skip barber scott mcclendon actually ended up getting third place so he ended up going to skip barber so it's it's one of those things where you know the racing community is seems like it's very just wide open, right? You have your different cliques. You've got the people that may be racing in sports cars or stock cars, and then you get to the iRacing community and the karting community. And when you really boil it all down, and I've been fortunate to really kind of dabble in everything, it's been very impressive to see kind of just how tight-knit everything is. And it's just such an amazing community. And that's kind of another reason why I love the Skip Barber platform is because we, while we do have... we have a wide variety of people that come into our programs as well. We have people that are just looking for like a fun experience to go off and do. And it's just kind of like they pick a weekend, they go off and do it and have a good time. And then we have also those people that have been saving up for the schools for, you know, 10 years, and this is their dream. They want to kickstart it. And at the end of the day, you know, we all look at each other and we all just appreciate the wonderful, wonderful sport that that racing and motorsports provides us. I mean, it's just such a great atmosphere to be a part of. And I'm just very thankful that, you know, I live, breathe, work, eat in this uh, in this industry.
1: And we certainly can't thank what you and Skip Barber Racing School have done with iRacing to continue to build what we all love, which is the love of motorsports, whether it be the real world or the virtual world. Uh, One thing before we come to a close on this, uh, Bobby, is where can people go to learn more about Skip Barber Racing School? And also, what does the future of Skip Barber and iRacing going to be looking like as we look at the future?
0: Oh, for sure. So if people are interested in learning more about Skip Barber, the best place to go is our website at skipbarber.com. You'll find information about our iRacing series, our programs. We do racing schools, driving schools, corporate events. We have a long list of offerings that we can provide you. And uh, we also have a member program as well. We've, uh, we've been building that for a while, really giving people uh, just a lot of incredible experiences inside the motorsports world a lot of VIP experience stuff, behind the scenes access to some of our events. So that's going really well. Um, and yeah, our our partnership with iRacing, I mean, it's been going on for a long time, but it's really been rejuvenated with this series. And I think Skip Barber putting up a prize package of over $500,000 is a pretty hefty investment that we're throwing into the sim racing community. And so I think the, the ideal goal is that we can... Really, continue to do this iRacing series on an annual basis uh, every year to provide a sim racer an opportunity to get into the real world Skip Barber race series because a lot of these guys that are racing in it, you know, and a lot of the guys that I mentioned before, and a lot of our you know top runners in the series, they can't go out and afford to run a full season in a formula car. I think we all can kind of attest that 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 number that price point is very astronomical to a uh, the average sim racer so to be able to give a very deserving driver a very talented driver that kind of opportunity is i mean it it's very unparalleled to anything else that that you see being offered so if we can continue doing that for a long period of time i will be very satisfied
1: And for those of you who are listening, you know, if you're thinking, well, what track is the closest? Well, they have over 10 different tracks across the United States and in Canada for you to go and take a look and have a shot of trying out the racing school. Whether it be for Justin, closest one for him would be probably Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. For me, down here in Daytona Beach area, Sebring Raceway. But there's so many other great circuits that you guys have that you go to teach up-and-coming future stars of motor racing and give shots to those in the virtual world a chance to compete in the real world. But also, Bobby, where can people go to follow your racing career as you get ready for a possible new season ahead of uh, the Skip Barber Formula Series?
0: Yeah, for sure. And kind of piggybacking off what you just said there as well, I mean, we're always trying to add more programs, add more tracks to the schedule. VIR is one of our most recent ones. And we just obviously visited there not too long ago in the iRacing series. So like to give them a shout out. Um for for me personally though, uh you can literally just search my name on the socials. Uh, I have a website, BobbyKrug.com. That's where you can find kind of all of my stuff. Um big my big thing is YouTube. I do a lot of YouTube vlogs of my racing journey. I've vlogged every time that I've ever raced anything ever. Back to when i first started in carts so that's it's kind of what's keeping me around and, and bringing the fun is being able to document everything that i've been going through so
1: well, Bobby, we thank you enough for coming on here on this episode of the iRacers Download. That is Bobby Krug, the one of the managers and directors of marketing and social media for the Skip Barber Racing School. Coming up after the break, we have news of the week. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media.
2: Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media. Justin Prince, Taylor Burris, Richard Colbreth with you as we now go to the news of the week. And it has been an action packed and news filled week, to say the very least. First things first, to hit upon what we discussed with Bobby Krug just moments ago, the Skip Barber Racing School had its Formula I Racing series take place at Watkins Glen International this past weekend, all with the chance to turn a full season ride in the Skip Barber Formula Race Series on the line. It was Nicholas Mato who picked up the first victory of the day with just one lap lead after Matt Adams had dominated the first of the two 15-lap events. But the second time out, it was Matt Adams who held on to the checkered flag with Mateo dropping to sixth in the closing stages. It's been an intriguing championship fight to say the very least. It was talked about by Bobby, some of the favorites. Some of those favorites didn't necessarily do the greatest. Fairclaw second in race one. He also was off the podium in race two. Miguel Gard, he was third in race one, third in race two. I was ranking off the podium race one, third in in second rather in race two. It was an intriguing day to say the least at Watkins Glen.
1: It certainly is. And also think of another driver who's been more consistent more so than having really picked up wins, but Matt Busa started on the pole, finished in pretty much in the 15th position, went back and then finished 13th in race number two. So it's a very difficult track to race with these formula cars, depending on who you are. But everyone is looking at Elvis ranking to see what he can do. He was able to recover from race in race two, but still it is anybody's guess who will come away with the championship after the next couple of rounds left in the series.
2: It's not a surprise, though, to see the hype with Elvis Rankin. 14 years old, mind you, Taylor. He's been on the scene since about age 11 and has been dominating from the onset. Started when it came to the Big C's MX5 Challenge, which is a one of the higher up MX5 Cup series on the service. Then he ends up getting picked up by some of the biggest teams on the service and technical alliances. And now he's got a chance to make his way into the real world in terms of Skip Barber. On top of the fact, he's race quarter midgets. He's ran it at the NASCAR level, you know, in various different lower tier series. He's got a big resume for a 14 year old.
1: He certainly does, and that's just what it is going to be amazing to see, especially all these young, up-and-coming future stars are starting off at very young ages, and some of them, yes, they go to the real world racing quarter midgets, like you pointed out, or goat-karting, but a lot of them are now utilizing racing to hone in on their racing skills and are now given the opportunity to have a shot of competing in some of the major real world series, like the Skip Farmer Formula Series, and also, if you think about it, Elvis Rankin has just been absolutely dominating a lot of the major series across the road racing scene here on iRacing. And I can only imagine in his young career, what he has planned as the rest of 2022 and beyond go for him.
2: And of course you can't forget about the other drivers in the mix talked about like Fairclough, for example, he's amongst one of the older drivers, I guess you could say in terms of the series for 87 racing in particular, has some connections with various drivers if you look towards his history. I'm curious to see how things play out with him. He's been very quick throughout the season when it comes to veteran backing, in particular, has experience when it comes to the Junior Saloon Car Championship that comes to mind. You could also talk about BRSCC Four Fiesta Junior Championship a while ago for the driver. So you have that, and on top of things, Miguel Gard, who has the chance to potentially make the trek over to the United States if he is able to come up with the top spot of the season. And there's a lot of talent here, and it's, I think, a big opportunity, to say the least, to be able to say, I've been able to race my way from virtual racing into the real world car and prove I can race in said real world with how many drivers are starting to do that on the roadside. In the opportunity Skip Barber is opening up, I think there's a bright future for the series in turn.
1: It certainly is a very bright future indeed, Justin. I mean, think about this. Skip Barber was willing to pay an entire season for one of these drivers who ends up winning the championship. That's not a that's a pretty penny. That's five hundred thousand dollars for a chance for one of these lucky drivers to have a shot of competing in the real world. And we know what Skip yeah. Barber is capable of. We've seen drivers such as AJ Allmendinger, Joseph Newgarden, Juan Pablo Montoya, all who have utilized Skip Barber Racing School. And all of them are champions and winners in some of the biggest forms of motorsports, whether it be Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR. You think of it, these drivers have done it, and what a great opportunity this may hold for one of these drivers.
2: It was mentioned by Bobby as well that I think it's worth emphasizing. And this is something a lot of people may not realize with this series on top of the top prizes. You make that top 20, you get not only the one day, but it was mentioned in the iRacing articles you received coaching as a result from the instructors before taking the racetrack that's also very vital vital experience to be able to say i've worked with a driver's coach to be able to learn every facet of this car as well as how to drive this track and that's a big thing to have on your resume to say you know exactly how this track is supposed to be driven in from some of the best in the business
1: it certainly is. And, of course, the next round of the Skip Barber Formula I Racing series continues on this week as they head to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Time Attack qualifying is still going on. And then the major race where we take the top 20 best times begins Sunday at 3 o'clock on all of Racing streaming services. For more information, please go visit SkipBarber.com or also iRacing.com to see how you can get involved and have a shot of competing in the Skip Barber Formula Series. Well, Justin, we leave the world of open-wheel racing and we head off into the world of endurance racing. This week is the iRacing Nürburgring 24-hour special event, where we see some of the greatest teams in iRacing battle it out on a 16.1 mile or 25.9 kilometer over 100 different turns of the green hell itself the Nürburgring Nordschleifer in Nürburgring, or Nuremberg, Germany. And Justin, for the first time, me or at least for me at least, this will be my first time commentating the Nürburgring 24 hours with you this Saturday, as we have a little bit of a stint later on. But GT3 cars, GT4 cars, touring cars, and the Porsche Cup class will be the four classes to keep an eye on watching here this weekend.
2: It's a very historic event when it comes to iRacing. Because if you remember last year, this was one of the first major events under the VCO banner, but also when it came to Radio Show Lama and their contributions to iRacing. And if you remember, this opened up the door for some drive for some broadcasters from the virtual world, such as Peter McKay, for example, to get the chances that he's since then gotten in the real world. Last year, for example, was They've seen the replacement of the Z4, if you remember, to the M4. This year, I'm curious how it plays out with the top teams because usually it attracts the big names. There's a reason some of the top drivers last year were competitors like Maximilian Benecke, Max Verstappen, Chris Loham. There's a very big name in the middle of that sandwich on top of the virtual drivers in the big name categories. It attracts the biggest of teams, and it's one of the top events and all of road racing and endurance action you want to win
1: it certainly is and for those of you who are probably going to be watching this weekend asking the famous question where's max well unfortunately he will be currently trying to defend his formula one world championship as they head to australia for melbourne for the australian gp so we won't be able to see him but You never know who you might see in the top split 24-hour races, but to give an idea of what type of cars you will be seeing out on the track for the GT3 class, we touched on one of them. The BMW M4 GT3 car will be making its return along with the Mercedes AMG and the Porsche 911 GT3 R. Then the Porsche Cup class will utilize the 992-base Porsche 911 GT3 Cup car. And the GT4 class, a little bit of a change, a little surprising change, but also understandable, Justin. The Aston Martin Vantage GT4 car will make join the ranks along with the BMW M4 GT4. And then we will have a touring car class utilizing the Audi RS3 LMS and the Hyundai Velociter NTC car. Now, I got to say this first and foremost, Justin, I understand why we have the Aston Martin in here, but part of me still wishes we could at least had one more GT4 car and one more TCR car to just make it a little more interesting, maybe putting the either the Honda Civic TCR car in the Touring car class and then probably continue the German trend out of the Porsche GT4 car or even add all four GT4 cars since there's only four of them if you threw in the McLaren.
2: It's an interesting topic to discuss because it comes in part, you have to remember, to how the sim is currently set up in that regard to be able to handle X amount of different types of cars, not just respective classes. And that's something you have to consider, first of all, is is that going to be stable enough? Do you really want the biggest test for that to be the uh, 24-hour race at the Nürburgring? You, You don't want to end up having... Uh, trouble is what I'm going to basically say on that mark. But in regards to the special event in of itself, you have to consider this. The BOP has also been added to the respective car classes, and that's something teams have to take into account and comes into the selection. We talked about before in the past, especially in the broadcast side with Daytona, how the BOP strengths were shown that time. It was a little bit trickier and finickier, I think, for Sebring because of the different types. This year, the BMW, or rather the BOP, hasn't really been too major. Other than the Ashton Martin, new car, a bit heavier, 10 kilograms. The BMW that's supposed to be made to not be bop got BOP'd at 15 kilograms. It has less power. We've seen how dominant the BMW was with regards to a manufacturer at Sebring. So I think it's going to be intriguing how the team choices are going to fare out. I'm really curious out of that, though, the touring cars, because I remember that being intriguing and the strategy with the track being so big that you had to pit it basically every few laps.
1: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how that will come about. Of course, for those of you who want to know when the kickoff begins for the Nürburgring 24 hours presented by, of course, the VCO. Of course, the leading hours will be hosted by Team RSL. So John Heindahl and many more of the famous from Radio Lush- Radio Lamar Show Limited will start off at our Eastern Time at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. For that, it will continue on all the way till Sunday at 8.30. And for those of you who are wondering when you would hear yours truly, Justin Prince and myself, on the call, it will probably be uh looking at the times because of course we work 10:40 your- p.m.
2: eastern to answer 10- your question
1: 10:40 <laughs> is when we will come on the air we'll go all the way till about what midnight our time i think justin or 1 a.m.
2: just shy of 1 a.m.
1: So you will have us for the late late hours just before we get a little after midnight. So all I can say is be prepared for some fun and some exciting commentary because that should be right around the time that's still going to be dark. So we're going to have a tough time and a fun time trying to figure out who is where during that event.
2: I think it's going to be the big test time as well because around that point of the race, they'll be starting to prepare for the sunshine to start to come out in a couple hours afterwards for that perspective stint too. But it's also the time where it's so dark, you make one little mistake, you clip a bit of grass, you clip the curb, you end up destroying your race. It's not easy to drive in the dark at the Nürburgring, to say the very least. Remember being a part of some of the first races in full day-to-night transition at tracks like the Nürburgring? Drivers were terrified, and I think they are still terrified in some cases because of how treacherous the nighttime can be.
1: It certainly is, and if you think about it, Justin, I mean, the nighttime at the Nurburgring is a beautiful but, like you said, dangerous opportunity for drivers to lose so much. And as we know and how difficult it is on iRacing, you could be one of the biggest names on the business, but you can have and be struck out. By hardship at that track, that's why they call it the green hell for nothing. These drivers will be absolutely going through that all through the night and all 24 hours, depending on how well they take to the race here this weekend. But catch all the action starting at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, and it'll go all the way to 8.30 a.m. on Sunday, April 10th at 8.30 a.m. Also as well, that's when we'll see the end of the race at least. And possibly the post race show to go over everything. So, you're probably expecting until about 9 a.m. or so when the race will be over for all the production. So, we hope all of you can join us for a little bit throughout the race, catch all the action only on Race Spot TV. Now, for that, we head on into the world of dirt racing. Justin, I think this is probably the biggest news of the week. For the first time since, oh, I don't know, probably 2002, 2003, The World of Outlaws is going to go back into console gaming. And developing this brand new console game is a partnership with Monster Games and iRacing. And Justin, this is pretty interesting. iRacing working with another company to build a console game. And of course, for the greatest show on dirt, The World of Outlaws, your thoughts on this as we begin this discussion?
2: We've seen the ramifications in the rumblings before and talked a bit about it, about the potential of moving to the console side. And I, it was just a matter of which direction they went. And based on the way the license market was going, this is a logical first step. To be able to bridge a gap that's been there for a long time and put the word about laws on the big stage. My main thoughts though at the same time are how is this going to look? How is this going to transition from iRacing's assets to the work being put together from Monster Games' studio show sit, their first title since their purchase by iRacing and their ownership? This is a true test I think to see how this goes and how many opportunities open up in the future. And if it goes well I think Taylor there's a lot more opportunities to move forward if you're iRacing
1: it certainly is i mean if you if this goes well and of course it's a great opportunity to utilize with monster games to utilize the world of outlaws because let's be honest there isn't a whole lot of games that involve dirt racing yes you have the yeah. tony stewart all-star game which is an okay game and then you also have the srx game but this is strictly World of Outlaws, and I remember playing World of Outlaws when it came out on the PlayStation 2, and I had an absolute blast with that game as a starting you know, early gaming when I was involved with racing. So it's interesting to see what they can accomplish, especially with how expanded the World of Outlaws is. The original one was just strictly the sprint cars. Now, if you think about it, the World of Outlaws is so much more than just sprint cars.
2: Yeah, indeed. You also have, of course, late models we've seen and talked about a lot in the past. They also started a third series in the mix of that on top of things that is still in the midst of its first season as well. So there's a lot of growth in that side. And on top of things, if you look through the tire release, it also mentioned the growth of the various partnerships and throughout the entire service for the future and extending said partnerships. So there's a lot of growth potentially for that respective sign. I'm curious how it all goes. It is worth noting. That you mentioned since 2002. There's also technically the 2010 game. If you remember. And from what I've been seeing in the past. I in talking with a few of the former. And current members of that grouping. It was an intriguing game. The dirt graphics were nice. It's going to be interesting. How 2022 fares. Is the big thing. That because it's been a long time since 2010. Obviously, it's been an even longer time since 2002. Now, with so much technology in the hands, on top of the fact you also factor in the Orantes Game Studios acquisition and their background in der- rally competition, that could add to this. There's a big triangle of of network or a big square of different people who can make this work.
1: And if you think about it too, Justin, this opens up the door for not just, of course, dirt racing or rally racing. And of course, we it, we, we can't really say NASCAR because NASCAR has that partnership with the motorsports games. As same thing with Open Wheel and other forms. But there still is other forms of racing that iRacing has touched and have a hold on that other gaming companies do not have. Think about this, the short track racing community, that could be a big opportunity for iRacing to step into to utilize that. Sports car racing, yes, of course, there is the Gran Turismo, the Forza Motorsports Games. Yes, they delve a little bit into sports car racing, but not strictly just sports car racing. iRacing with Motor Monster Games could possibly consider doing something like that. In the future. So it's all based on what they're able to accomplish with this first installment of The World of Outlaws. Of course, more information will be released as time progresses, but expect a launch for both Xbox and PlayStation in fall of 2022. Well, with that, we preview up ahead of what's to come. And I got to say, Justin, we have a lot of stuff coming up this week leading up into our next episode later on of the iRacers download. First and foremost, we already touched on it. The 24 Hours of Nürburgring is going to be this Saturday and Sunday. The 24-hour event kicks off once again around 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. But also the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup heads to its only North American round to Circuit Gilles Villeneuve on April 9th. Catch all the action with the All-Star competition at around 1.30 p.m. Eastern time with the the Super Cup drivers battling it out starting a little bit after 3.00. Then next up, it is the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series as they get ready to get down and dirty. For the first time in competition history, we get head to the Bristol Motor Speedway for the Dirt Track. And for the first time, also recently announced, they did a little bit of updates to the Dirt Track to be more realistic to what we have currently that will be raced at Bristol this coming week in the World of NASCAR.
2: Yeah, I'm very intrigued how it goes when it comes to the dirt racing at Bristol Motor Speedway because drivers have mentioned it being a wild card because there's, of course, majority of the season on Speedways, of course. But the thing is, it just shows the need for drivers to also be able to drive on a road course, be able to drive a short track, be able to drive a super speedway, and now be able to drive in dirt. And remember, there's a fair portion of the series who has experience at the World Championship level in the sim when it comes to dirt racing. Those drivers, I think, are going to have a chance to shine. And it's just a matter of which driver's the most prepared. With the car, that will have a lot of eyeballs on it, especially knowing what's coming up and knowing how much work's been put into the racetrack for the 2022 edition of the event for the real world.
1: It certainly is. Catch all the action on Tuesday, April 12th, starting at 8.30 with the countdown to green. The race kicking off at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And then, of course, the eNASCAR nascar Road to Pro Qualifying Series. They head to Bristol Motor Speedway. No, they will not do the dirt racing for Round 1. They are going to save that little bit of a nugget for Round 2 later on in the season. But they will head to the concrete and asphalt of Bristol Motor Speedway on Thursday, April 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Catch all that action as well on all of iRacing streaming platforms. Justin, of course, you competed a little bit in the Road to Pro qualifying series so far. How are things going for you as we touch up briefly on that? Not great. Thanks Not- for asking. Apologies on that. Well, hopefully maybe at Bristol you might have a better shot in getting at it and seeing what you can accomplish this season. Well, with that, it is time that we come to a close. For that, we have to say thank you to our special guest here tonight, Bobby Kruk, and, of course, our producer, Richard Colbreath. He is Justin Prince. I am Taylor Burris. We will see you next time on the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio, and on NASCAR Digital Media.